This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, groceries, every one of us, each and every Canadian knows all too well just how much the cost of food has risen in the past two years. Stats show up more than 10% in 2022 for the year, uh, likely to be somewhere around there, maybe a little bit less in 2023, but flirting with 10% once again. It's incredible. I mean, you think about that kind of a hike, that's unbelievable. Uh, and, and here's the thing about food prices and grocery prices going up like that. It gets every single one of us. Nobody can dodge that bullet, right? And it's affected food products of every single kind. There really has been no, oh, but it's okay in this area. No, no, no. It, pretty much everything has seen similar increases. And as you know, there has been all kinds of talk about how we're going to address it, what we're going to do to protect consumers. There's been parliamentary committees. There's been testimony down in Ottawa, all kinds of stuff. Uh, one of the things to come out of all of that is a grocery code of conduct, and they're working on it right now. So let's find out what that might be. We're going to chat with Stuart Smythe, an associate professor and an industry-funded research chair in agri-food innovation. Dr. Smythe, thank you for joining us. Always appreciate your time. My pleasure, Shay. Good morning. Um, okay, code of conduct. We're still in the planning stages here. We're still trying to put together exactly what this thing's going to look like. What do we know about it so far? Like, who, who's who's working on this? Who's developing it? Well, that's a good question. There's not a lot of transparency. It sort of came out in um, the this government's committee investigation back in this, you know, a couple months ago, and that was something that the the grocery retail sector put forward but there still hasn't been a lot of revelation as to you know you're right who's going to be the yeah. ones deciding this what you know what size of retailers or is it just going to be the big um domestic chains or is it going to bring in some of the independents so so you're right there's there's at this point i would say there's more questions than answers do we know what the focus of this is supposed to be and it sounds good a code of conduct for growth okay fine what is it meant to do what's the aim of this code of conduct do we know well, I think what the the retail sector is hoping is that it'll provide, you know, you and I and everybody else's consumers with with a little bit of reassurance that you know, groceries retailers are going to be doing their utmost to make sure that as little price increase is being passed on to you and I as consumers as is possible. Yet, on the other hand, we still have the evidence of from you know, a decade of price fixing on bread yep. amongst them. So from my perspective is they have got a long way to go to, to build trust. And, you know, at this point, as it, you know, as someone that talks about this, I would be incredibly skeptical of what this code of conduct is going to achieve. If you were involved, if they said, hey, Dr. Smith, we want your expertise, we want your insight, sit down and help us come up with this code of conduct, what would you recommend goes in there like if we were going to come up with something that actually mattered and meant something what would be in there i think some of the the things that need to be in this are you know some some transparency around where they're buying their grocery items from you know so what percent of your food products is is being imported from the united states right so that helps us understand that, well, if the value of the Canadian dollar falls, and we know that those imports, say, of vegetables in the wintertime, those are going to cost us more money. So so providing a little bit of transparency about where the 
grocery items are being sourced from would certainly be a, a good first step. Um, can we ever, and like you say, and this is part of the issue around this, I think, is we've been told by the grocers that it's not really within their control anyway. A lot of these things happen. They had nothing to do with it. They weren't gouging. They weren't changing what they were doing. So are we looking at the wrong place? I mean, if they can come up with a code of conduct, but it's not them that's doing it anyhow, how much difference does it make? I mean, what? how many teeth are involved in this code of conduct? If they can say it wasn't us, then are we getting anywhere with this? I think that's an excellent point, Shay, that, that you know, this code of conduct's probably good, but that only addresses the very small part of the retail. This, yeah. this is a whole pipeline challenge, right? So the big problem, one of the big problems I see in Canada is, is that we don't have joint running rights for our railroads. We've got two options. If you want to move a product, it's X. If you go to company A and company B says, oh, yeah, well, we'll charge you within half a percent of that. So if we had co- competition, Someone else might say, oh, well, I'm willing to move that product from Vancouver to Calgary for 20% less. But nobody in Canada is allowed to compete with CN or CP. So opening up our railroad access to to international companies or even domestic startups, like you could run from Calgary to Vancouver twice a day. But we don't have that opportunity. So it's supply chain stuff. It's it's not necessarily even the price of of the goods. Still, the supply chain is a big factor in this. Yeah, so I see all kinds of regulatory barriers that the federal government, if they were really serious about trying to help Canadians out, they would start looking at some of the regulatory barriers that exist within just the movement of food products in Canada would would really be a great first step to lower the cost of transporting those goods. How are we in terms of, I mean, we're not talking about the massive increases like we were before, but I mean, food inflation is still way, way up. Has it gotten that much better? Where are we in terms of the cost of food in Canada right now? I I think we're, you know, food inflation has been coming down. So at the start of the year, it was, you know, around 10 to 11%, right? And and now we're we're down, you know, somewhere between, say, 6 and 7.5%. So... Stats can just put out some numbers yesterday that said for 2022, the amount of fruits and vegetables available to Canadians was down by about 5%. So, so that's a concern, right? That water access in the states is reducing uh, the amount of acres that are planted to vegetables in the spring. And we saw this in February when American farmers in the, you know, California and, and other neighboring states were saying, look, we're, we're, we're getting less water for irrigation. So we're planting fewer vegetables. So that's going to ripple effect us here as as harvest begins on on that production in the next few few weeks. Uh, so are, are we going to see continued improvement here? I mean, are things going to? Because we've been waiting and watching for things to sort of drop down to a reasonable level of inflation. We understand it's going to be some of it there, but uh, what's your forecast for the summer and into the rest of this year? Well, I was I was until I saw this stats can about yeah. reduce production in the U.S., I was optimistic that we would start to, to see some um, price drops. So uh, I, I think that, you know, our domestic production is certainly has, has lots of potential to, to ease things over the summer. So so we may see, a, you know, food price inflation to continue to sort of trickle down maybe towards, you know, that five to seven band that, that we were estimating um, last fall. And I, I would expect to see as as our domestic production, you know, of fresh fruits and vegetables wraps up yeah. um, later in the fall that, that we, you know, d- getting back into double digit food price inflation, you know, at the end of the year, early into 24 um, is not off the table yet. 
Wow. Okay. So, so hang on. It's not over yet. Uh, Dr. Smythe, as always, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it.